It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. A key report came out a couple of weeks ago called The Study on Familicide and Domestic and Family Violence Death. This was a study into exactly what it says on the tin. Domestic homicide and violence behind closed doors. And we've had so much of it over the years. So many cases of just things that happened behind the closed doors of a family house that would scare the living life out of you. And you wonder, how did it ever happen? Was there any sign of it coming? Was there any warning coming? And never were there any warnings that any of us saw or anyone around it saw. And this report is an interesting read. But one woman very disappointed with it is Una Butler. Una from Ballycotton. Uh, Una suffered her own tragedy in November of 2010 when her husband John murdered their two beautiful little daughters, Ella, who was two, and Zoe, who was six. He killed the two of them at their home in Ballycotton and then went out and took his own life. Now, John had been struggling with mental ill health. But since then, Una has been insisting that if she had known more about what John was going through and what John was telling his doctors and talking to the professionals about that he was dealing with, if she'd been involved in his treatment, she is 100% convinced that her children would still be alive today. Now, Una, you welcome this report. Uh, It's a very detailed report. I've only had really a look at the summary and some of the highlights of it. It's very, very heavy reading in some parts. It's a welcome report, but you submitted your own statistics to this study on the kind of things that happen to you and happen to your beautiful children. They're not included. That study isn't included. So while you welcome the report, you're very disappointed with it. Morning, Una. Good morning, PJ. Um, it is. It's. It's fantastic that um, domestic homicide in general has been um, reviewed in Ireland because there wasn't any re- any review or statistics out there before, officially. But um, because when I compiled my statistics, um, there wasn't anything there. So, you know, I found that you know, fifty three children had been murdered by a parent. Yes. Um since 2000 in the Republic of Ireland and that the parents that killed their children over half of them had previous had been contact with the psychiatric services or had been in contact with them at the time but not all you know suffering with their mental health 
That's a shocking statistic in itself, though, 53. 53 children, yeah. 37 cases and um, four feminicide cases in total where the whole family were wiped out, you yeah. know. But the connection I'm making is the mental illness of the, the parent that suffered with yeah. their health, you know. And that I feel that it's going unnoticed, that they're not. Ma- it's a major factor in uh, in these awful cases. Like, I believe that I keep trying because I believe that my children would be alive today had I been involved in the treatment of my husband. That's looking back in hindsight as well, you know. I know. Well, if it's not too painful t- to take you back there, Una, you've said to me many times in previous conversations, you firmly believe that if you'd known what John was saying to the people who were helping him, he and Zoe and Ella might be here today. Why do you think that? Why do you believe that so fervently? Well, I suppose it's not about what he was saying to them, but I'm saying that the medical professionals professionals would have had a greater insight if I was able to give my point of view yes. on the behaviours of my husband. You know, I believe that he had gone in and told them what he wanted them to know and not given them the full facts. I believe they may have treated him differently had they known the other side of his behaviours that he wasn't telling them. Yes. You know, patient confidentiality is a major thing here, but patient confidentiality doesn't have to be broken in order for them to hear the family's point of view. Why treat them like, why treat a parent in isolation if they're not living in isolation? Mm-hmm. And it's for the welfare of children. I wouldn't keep trying to have this changed, only that I believe that my children would be alive today and maybe other children would be alive today if the family had been involved in the treatment. Have you ever had an opportunity, Una, to see John's notes, to see what he was saying? Yes, I I, I did. I actually called around to all the health professionals that he had seen and acquired them myself afterwards. Not that it's any right of ours to delve into what he was saying to them, but to put the question this way, the man presented in those notes, When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Is that the same man as you were living at home with? Well, I, I, as I said, I don't believe that John gave them the full facts. I believe if they'd listened to me, they would have maybe known an awful lot more and maybe have treated him differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? The notes are basic. I suppose not everything is in them, yeah. but I do believe that, you know, that I'm looking back in hindsight here and I'm saying, you know, if they'd known this, they might have treated him differently. I know. You know, and I don't believe that I ever got my point of view or I got a chance to give my um, two-pence worth into, you know, the whole situation because it's so important that family are involved because, like, my mother, she had Alzheimer's. All our family were involved. Why is it, you know, that we're not involved I'm saying it should be made mandatory that the Mental Health Act should involve family members. Yes. When a parent especially is living with children and living under the same roof as them. But this report that came out, unfortunately, it's great recommendations in this, over 200, but unfortunately not the one I wanted. 
Now, I've been told that they're going to establish an interdepartmental group after the, this report is published and that maybe I could have a, uh, my issues raised on that pl platform there. But I believe that this report was my platform for raising the issue. You know, it's been over 12 years that I'm trying to have things changed and going from one minister to another when they change ministers and, you know. Back in 2010, when this happened, mandatory reporting didn't exist. That came in in 2015. It might now, if you could put the clock back, it, it might have helped, but not enough still. You, you still believe you should have been involved. Not enough still. Now there's a recommendation that's going to hopefully be implemented that where GPs are going to be trained um, in the most common mental health issues because at the moment they're not trained yeah. to deal with mental health issues. But it was always there that if a GP thought that there was a concern for the risk of somebody's going, going to be at harm, that they could break patient confidentiality. You know, mm. it's not enough. They're still not hearing the other person's point of view, the other parent. Well, there is a saying in child protection, child protection trumps everything. Confidentiality goes out the window if a child yeah. protection issue is, is on the table. And that can only be a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. But unfortunately, not all families are dealing with social services. Indeed. You know, they're not in contact. We weren't in contact with social services. Una, how are you now? Um... Um, I'm, I have great friends, great family, great support. So um, I just have to live with what has happened. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, the most cruel, cruelest thing on earth for it to happen, you know, yes. to my girls. But the most awful thing is that I believe it could have been prevented. Yes, yes. Had it been involved. We've spoken many times. Are you on the verge of walking away? Well, I believed, I really thought when Nora Gibbons, the first lead in the study that was reviewing domestic homicides, was so passionate. She was a lovely lady. And I really believed that this was my chance. This was going to make things happen for families to be involved. But unfortunately, she passed away and uh, another lead study came in. But I was, I thought this was it. I said, if, if the, I've gone to the Taoiseach, I've gone to ministers, um, like, what else can I do, you know? Yeah. And when you go to people like a Taoiseach, what do they say? Well, it was Michal Martin when I met last year. And of course, the, you know, you feel that, oh, God, there's something going to happen. You, you, you're you hopeful, obviously. Yeah. And um, obviously nothing does. And I just can't understand it. I, I'm just so frustrated. So it's, it's just common sense to involve a family member, you know. The medical professionals that have greater insight and the welfare of children is, is paramount. I will never forget the horror of covering the story of your family's tragedy, Una. In my journalistic career, it's one of the most horrific things I've ever had to cover, and that's just me reporting upon it. As always, my thoughts are with you, and I wish you well. Thanks, PJ. Cheers, Una, thank you. Um, yeah, I'll never, ever, ever forget that. Never, ever, ever forget it. And it was just horrific. Horrific. The, and I was only in Ballycotton, uh, was it the week before last? It was, Sunday before last. Uh, I was in Ballycotton. We went for a drive during the weekend and we went to Gary Vaux and we were on the beach and whatever. And we drove in and said we'd have a drink or buy to eat baby in, in Ballycotton. And as I drove in, I thought of Una and her family. And in any time I set foot in the place, and I love Billy Cotton, lovely, lovely place. Um, and so much going on down there now with Sea Church and, 
and the hotels and, and the new the hotel on the front there where they do the deal. Anyway, I've just a, it's a lovely place. It's a lovely, lovely place. And any time I set foot in it, I'm I'm haunted by the memory of that morning um, and and what was discovered in that house. And your heart goes out to Una Butler every time you think of her name. It was such a horrible thing to befall her family. And she is fully and totally and utterly convinced, and never will be convinced otherwise, that if she'd been involved in John's treatment at some level or other, it's not for her to say at what level, she's not a doctor, but if she'd been involved at some level or other, that her family might still be alive today. Corks 96 FM.